0: You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 <clears throat> FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Good evening. So blessed that you have returned to hear what God is wanting to say through me. Amen. I pray you had a great week. You know, I've talked to several people and um, just, it appears that life is becoming difficult. Struggles, full of struggles and afflictions. And it just reminds me of the word that says, you know, many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God is going to deliver them, deliver you, I'm sorry. From them all. And so we can count on that. Matter of fact, we have to stand on it. It's a promise from God. Hallelujah. I don't know when and I don't know how. But God, if you said so, I just believe your report. How many, amen, are struggling because of past experiences? Sometimes I say, still struggling with this thought or this past, or this experience that continues to cloud my judgment or causes bias to come, you know? I want to just encourage today parents, parents who definitely are not getting a thank you, right? I mean how you are literally like the... The laundry, cleaner, nurse, you know, so many roles a mom plays. And if you're a single mom, I especially want to reach out to you today and just say, hold on, don't give up, sip some tea, change your perspective, draw close to God. (laughs) You know, and, and, and whatever you're feeling, it'll pass. Don't judge your life on today. Today is just today. Tomorrow is coming, and tomorrow is going to be a better day. I pray that God would grant unto you solutions, right, for your struggle, for your journey, that he would continue to to be with you, and that you would hear his voice, and you would just lean in and And walk in the path that he's creating for you. And sometimes we may not like it. We may not like the scenery. We may not like how it makes us feel. It may even appear a little unknown and scary. But we have to walk through it anyway. And I'd like to believe that uh, our show, Never Give Up, helps you to overcome and realize that you're an overcomer. The first thing. I'd want to make sure is that you are saved, that you've accepted Jesus Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior, that you acknowledge that you are a sinner and you need Jesus. Amen. And then repent. Repent from your sins and realize that God paid a price for you because he loves you. That he has redeemed you and that he will help you work out your salvation, right? You want to build a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I don't know about you, but most of relationships sometimes go through struggle, silence, but keep it, keep, keep, keep with it. Like, don't give up. Like, keep seeking God. Keep. Casting your cares upon the Lord, even though it feels redundant. It may even feel like he, he's not listening. Like, But he hears and he's listening. Sometimes we don't get an answer right away. God's working behind the scenes. He's working things out for your good. And that's where our faith kicks in. Because sometimes we hear voices that say, Mm-mm, God's not listening to you. He doesn't care, and that's so not true, because he does. And wouldn't he be so terrible that the enemy works so hard to give us a false perception on God? Here's the Bible, right? That's why we have to realize the truth of the Word of God. Our Bible tells us that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever would believe on him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And so I believe, you believe, we're going to have everlasting life. But while we are here, there'll be struggles. But he's going to deliver us from them all. And what the enemy is coming at you with, trying to destroy you with at any point, because we trust him and we're acknowledging him and we're casting our cares on him, we're going to see it's going to be changed for our good. We'll look back on those situations and be like, wow, cannot believe that that's the outcome. Would not, could not have happened if it wasn't for the Lord. I have had stories situations in my life that i know that i know that if it was not for the lord on my side i would have been destroyed so repentance is so key to our relationship with god we we have to repent it's like we you, don't choose that moment as the moment to 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 dig your heels in and say oh i didn't do nothing wrong i you know Um, I, I saw someone else do it, and they was a Christian. No, 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 no. When you feel it in your heart and you know, you know when you've done something wrong. If you're a Christian, you should be convicted by the Holy Spirit. Don't override the conviction. Don't pass it away as just some gnawing in your subconscious. But do something about it repent, and then turn to God so that your sins will be wiped out and that the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Acts 3 and 19, right? Isn't that the whole key to turn to God? Some of you have turned to God and don't allow the enemies because you're not sure and things don't seem like they're working. Don't let the enemy trick you out of a blessing or trick you out of a miracle. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hold on to the promises of God. In Luke 15, 7, he says, I, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Isn't that quite the opposite of what we think? But God said there is rejoicing in heaven when one person repents and comes to the Lord. And so we've got to ask the Lord to renew our mind. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's Romans 12 and 2. The world has some patterns that can trip you up. The problem is, is that we have become so comfortable being raised and raising our children in the patterns of the world so that when we accept Jesus in our heart, there's a war there. It's like, wow, wow it's it's contrary it's to to what we we know and believe and and when we read the word of god sometimes we repel it because we have such of the world's nature in us consuming us and we return often back to what we know even we left it because we knew it wasn't good for us i mean wow that feels sometimes like an oxymoron but paul said it he said i i I try to do good, but evil's always present. What's the sense then if evil's always going to be present? The things I know not to do, that's what I do. And the things I know to do, I don't do them. And the struggle is there. Oh, wretched man that I am, who is going to save me from this body of death? Who's going to save me? Jesus Christ came to save us. Repent. And turn away from that sin. Turn away from the choice of the world and the anxiousness. Don't be conformed to the things of this world. It's time to change. Change our patterns. Change our way of thinking. Change who we are. Or who we had become because the world said so. And change into what God says so. Now. The shift isn't always easy, right? But it's one for us to make. We're reminded that the Bible tells us in Christ we are made new. He said it in 2 Corinthians this way, 5 and 17. Therefore, if any is in Christ, the new creation has come, and the old has gone, and the new is here. Like sometimes I say we don't get caught up in the translation, Right? but simply the fact that we are new creatures in Christ. You are a new creature. When you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, you became new. Now, the funny thing is, my thinking is still the same. The clothes I had on before, I, before salvation, they're, they're the same. <clears throat> but something changed. And right there, that's where the enemy does not want you to think so. Sometimes you may have this fuzzy feeling, this warmth. And then sometimes it doesn't feel like anything has happened. I heard it said once that you could walk to the altar and get saved with a broken leg. And you still have to walk back with that broken leg. But you're not the same. Something supernatural took place on the inside And changed you instantly. So we've got to gravitate, grab hold and not let go that I became new that day. And it's going to take everything within me to push away when those old thoughts and old ways try to surface and pull me out. We've got to wean. I mean, once a child gets used to a pacifier, you got to wean them, man. They want that thing. They want that. They'll cry for their binky or whatever the name they call it. And they want it. That bottle, they want it. They don't want a sippy cup. My, my, my granddaughter uh, was breastfed. She doesn't even know anything about a bottle. But she saw somebody with a bottle, and now she, she wants a bottle. And I'm like, we're not, we're not going backwards to give you a bottle when you're already drinking out of a cup. You already, you suck from a straw. Are you kidding me? No, you're not going to get a bottle. But 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 is that not like us in the body of Christ, right? He's given us this newness, this freedom. He says you're new. It's like psh, 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 you can get up and walk out empowered, set free. And yet sometimes we we, we choose to be gloomy. That's why you got to be very careful not to hang around unexcited, Gloomy people, because they will drown you out. You ever, you ever have, be full of joy and you wake up and, and someone, there's Debbie Downer, huh? To bring you down because of their the way they feel about themselves at that moment or the things. But he said, you know, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you, and I will remove. From you, your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. There are things that happen in our lives that have caused us to have stony hearts. I understand. I get it. God's saying, hey, I want to take that heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And sometimes we we can't take the vulnerability. We We can't take sometimes... Just to forgive, or to walk away, or to simply say, you know, you continue to want to walk down this path, I've got to let you go. It's going to hurt if you stay, and it's going to hurt if you leave, but you got to choose what God says for you at that moment, because he knows best. Are you struggling with knowing when or what to let go of in your life? Sometimes just sit, sit in a chair, quietly. And scan the room, scan the house, scan your surroundings, scan your life, scan your checkbook. and See how have you been living life. A lot of times our, our debit card statements, our checkbook statements can let us know, how do you live your life? Are the things you spend your money on more for the things of God and to build the kingdom? Or is it more to build you and a better life for you? It's just information. I was telling somebody who was getting offended of what somebody was saying to them, I was like, "You know take take the feeling out and and just receive the information because that's what it is, right? A feeling is not good or bad, it's just simply how you feel, but it's it's telling you something that's information that you you gotta know because it your body is trying to tell you, Hey, I'm unhappy, I don't like what you're doing, I don't like what you're putting in it." We have to listen. Body, soul, mind, and spirit. Sometimes our mind is telling us, oh, man, there's so much negativity, I can't take it. I need a break. That anxiety, the fear, the worry, I need a break. And he said, come unto me, all who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Bring those troubles, those fears those worries, concerns, bring them to the Lord and place them at his feet. When we put God first, we are changed. I think the enemy knows that. I think your arched enemy knows that if you get close to God long enough, you're going to change. And he's not willing to let that happen. So he puts chaos you yeah, ever just say, I just don't want to be the same? All that we know, all the knowledge that we have, we don't want to be the same. What would it be to give your life to Christ and still be the same? Still think the same and live the same? He said, I come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. Don't stay the same because of fear. Don't stay the same because you, 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 people don't understand where you are. The vision. If you're hurting somebody now, and they bring it to your attention, or if you offended somebody and they've brought it to your attention, well, I don't think you should blow that off. I think you, I think you're probably hearing it from a few different people, in a few different ways, right? If one person is saying that to you, you might can say, "Mm, all right. But when multiple people keep crying out something about your character, huh? and you still refudiate or don't even take time to examine it or take in the information, then sometimes we're heading ourselves to sabotage ourselves. But let me remind you, of what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. I like this version. Some people say in all thy ways acknowledge him, but I like the word submit to him. Lord, I'm submitting to you. I'm submitting to you because your way is better. Thoughts are higher. Your ways are higher than mine. The Bible tells us that it's the goodness of God that brings man to repentance. God's mercy and compassion has led us to repentance. God doesn't treat us As our sin deserves, he doesn't repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. That's Psalms 103, 10 to 12. He doesn't give us what we deserve. He paid a price that we couldn't even pay. I was thinking the other day, you know, the king relieved the servant of a debt that he couldn't pay, he would never have been able to pay it. And he said, you know what? I'm going to, you don't have to pay me. Whoa! You would have thought. He would have been so excited and, and so happy and so transformed By realizing that he was abstained from the debt. It's almost like now I hear they have like um, this uh, student loan forgiveness. And I've had friends that said, hey, I owe $28,000 and now I don't have to pay it. Woo! They're excited about it. Right? But then imagine if someone owed them a dollar and they beat them up and wanted to throw them in jail. Well, that's what happened in this story in the Bible. He was relieved of a debt that he couldn't pay to see a servant who owed him just a little bit of money. And he beat him up and threw him in jail. Like, did you not get the breakthrough revelation of the fact that you would want to give the same relief to that servant who owed you? Like, man, you don't got to pay. I just got relieved of $50,000 debt. So you don't owe me nothing. Nothing. Right? And they both could have went skipping down the street. But no, not this man. Not this example in the Bible. They both were thrown into jail. He's like, what? You're going to throw him in jail for owing you $5? And you and I relieved you of a $50,000 debt? The king threw him in jail. And I'm using these numbers, like $50,000 to $5, just to show the how wild that is. And so when we look at it in terms of money, we're like, wow, what a shame. But is it not the same thing that Jesus Christ has relieved and paid a debt that we could not pay? To restore us to God, to his father. That we can now have access to him. Well, what about Romans 2 and 4? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? We're looking for transformation in our lives. We're saying that we do not want to be the same. We're saying that we repented. We gave the Lord our heart. We said, Lord, be Lord of my life then he gets the control of our life and we submit to what his word declares. We build relationship around with the word of God. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word of God is God comes next week. We're going to kind of talk about, with dramatic transformations that we see at some of the characters in the Bible, you know, like Abraham and Moses. I mean, Samson, Mary Magdalene, Saul. You know, we get to talk about Z- Z- Zacchaeus. What about the man, the eunuch, who Philip met in the desert? these people were instantaneously changed and transformed. Didn't say they didn't have ups and downs. Peter. I mean, changed by God. Stay excited. Stay focused. If you find yourself just in abundance of confusion, God's not the author of confusion. Step back a moment. See where you, what you, what do you need to shift? I just want to encourage you repent, turn away, get in your word, and live the life that God has called you to live. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've been listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Remember, Greatness is on the inside of you.